0: welcome to the ibjjf podcast the official podcast of the international brazilian jiu-jitsu federation tune in to hear interviews with the top coaches and athletes in the sport as well as breakdowns and analysis of the biggest events let's dive into this week's episode Welcome back, everyone, to the IBJF podcast. My guest today is Professor Bruno Frazado. Bruno is a European, Brasolero, and Pan-American champion, and he is the owner and head instructor of Autos Atlanta. Bruno, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Dan. Thanks for having me. It's, a, of, it's a, my pleasure.
0: Of course. Got a lot to talk about with you. You were obviously an incredible competitor by your list of accolades you're also now an incredible coach representing autos but i want to start this conversation out talking about your competition career you won mm-hmm. a lot of gold medals you competed in the featherweight division which was always a really really tough and stacked division so what were some of your favorite memories as a competitor maybe a favorite title or a favorite tournament that you had
1: uh, for sure words i think uh, words is you know is a. Uh... Being that pyramid is is a place that when you're in the, in the the finals day when everybody's watching you is such an incredible uh, experience, you know I think yeah, words world's always being uh, the stage where I like to perform and for sure I, I miss that time.
0: So not only did you have some amazing performances as an athlete coming up in competition, but while you were preparing for competitions, you had some, some training partners that have gone on to have some really incredible careers in jiu-jitsu. The Mendez brothers are some of them. So I know you trained a lot with them coming up through the ranks. Can you talk about some of the experiences and some of those training sessions with the Mendez brothers?
1: Oh, oh yeah. yeah. So I joined like in 2007, uh, I got my black belt with Professor Roberto Godoy and Roberto Tozzi. And in 2007, Godoy was focused a lot in MMA. And then like I was in my second year as a black belt. And I, I, I knew that, uh, you know, like if I want to have a better results uh, in competitions in general, I, w- I wouldn't need to train in, in, a, in a team that was focused in Jiu Jitsu at that time. And then I started to have a conversation with Leozinho Vieira. Back in the time it was like Braza, you know, and then I joined them and I started to train with them. And uh, Ramon Lemos, Professor Ramon Lemos, and Professor Galvon, they used to be like close friends. And then uh, I start to, because Ramon was teaching in Rio Claro, Sao Paulo, and it was like just one hour from my house. And usually Sao Paulo, you know, take take like one hour to go and one more hour inside. is like, it's a crazy traffic. It's hard to get the gym. And I start to spend more time, and more training in Rio Claro. And then when I start to, you know, training with half a Professor Ghi, uh, I back in the time, I was like purple belt, you know, it was 2008, 2007, 2008, like as a purple belt. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a funny story, the first day that uh, I went there to training, uh, you know, I was like uh, in the bus station. Then I, I just drop off and then I say, uh, then half I say, all right, I'm going to pick you up. I say, all right, like they're going to I have a, like a big bag, you know, with a lot of geese because I'm about to spend the entire week there. And then like, I have, I think five geese was like a huge bag. I say, all right, like you'll be fine. It's gonna be a car, man. They they went there with a bicycle, you know, <laughs> he and gear and one bicycle. And like, I say, all right, like, that's the way really how I go to the gym, I say, that's cool. And then like, you walk, you walk in from the, the bus station to the gym, like a, about one hour with a big bag for, for a training session, straight to the training session. But you know, it was like incredible timing. Uh, I think yeah, we, in that period of time, we developed like a bunch of things that you still can see uh, nowadays in the, you know, the area of the modern jiu-jitsu. And it was incredible time to uh, to see they grow as an athlete, you know, not, not just him, like Gilbert Burns, you know, Durinho, yeah. Calazans, Guto Campos. Uh, it was great to be able to be part of like the beginning of Atos, you know. I was there since day one. Uh, I saw like Professor Galvão get prepared, you know, for many competitions and we helping him uh, to have the incredible performance that he had in 2008 awards. One of the incredible performance that he has through his career. And well, it was a great timing. Like, uh, you know, it was, it was great to be, be part of that team.
0: So, you mentioned Andre a couple times. He has his gym out in San Diego, Professor Andre Galval, IBJJF Hall of Famer. Can you talk about your relationship with him? Obviously, you guys are still very close running the Autos Academy. So, can you talk about Professor Galval um, just as a friend and as a leader and a competitor?
1: Yeah, man. Professor Galval is a such a. Uh, always been such an inspiration for me, like I never met a guy that uh, more disciplined than Professor Galvon, you know, like uh, I never met nobody that training more than Professor Galvon. Mm-hmm. And now he's trying to translate that to his, you know, to his team, the way how he's trained the athletes, the way how uh, he's running the business, the way how he, he take care about the athletes as a as a, as a general. Him. And Professor Angelic as well, I think yeah, I met him as a blue belt. You know, like we we have a fun story with him as well. Like in, in I think it was 2002, you went to for a Brazilian national team. Remember, Brazilian national team would yeah. be, a, back in the time, was like a huge, right? Like you, you fight for a team. And then uh, Professor Gavon used to train with Professor uh, Careca in San Jose. And he doesn't have a much, many athletes there. And then he's like, let's do a team. Then you you, you made you, you made a team me and him and the other guy called Orlando Zanetti. And you just us like three athletes. And then you won you won the, the competition just like finish everybody, like me and him and Orlando. So that's when I started to have this friendship with him was like two thousand two as a bluebell. And uh, size then we with, with your friends and your your close friends and I love him. I think he's a great leader and he's doing an incredible job with the team.
0: Yeah, you talked about, it was really interesting. You talked about how he did such a good job translating his competition success to the success he's having with with his athletes in San Diego. And you're doing something really similar in Atlanta. You have a lot of successful competitors. You're building your team up. Can you talk about opening Atos Atlanta and what that experience has been like for you thus far?
1: Yeah, uh, like, uh, of course, it's something, you know, natural when you, when you, when you're you when you start to see that your career, you know, your as an athlete, you're going to need one It's going to get a time that you're going to need to stop competing, you know, and you need to focus on something else. And I always enjoy that part of like a be a coach, you know, teach is something that uh, I love to do. It is something that is super natural for me and it was a natural transition, you know, but uh, we opened a gym in 2020 and in when the pandemic hits was a you know a, a scary time. You know, I think for most of the academy yeah. in the in the entire world. But uh I knew that like if he, if I be if I have the same mindset that I have the as a as an athlete, if that translate to my business, I would to see. You know, and I think it is is something that the tools that as a self-development that jiu-jitsu uh, gave me through my career, you know, like understand that under pressure, you're going to need to be patient, you're going to need to be calm and, uh, you know, and work your way through. And it's, it's something that translates very well for, for, for my coaching journey and as a coach and as a, as, as a business owner as well. I think it was, was a, a natural process but it's definitely something that I, I enjoy a lot. You know, it's something that I, I love to do. I love to be on the mats. I love to, you know, take care of all people. I love to help young athletes accomplish their goals and see their success. It's something that bring me bring me a lot of joy
0: so you've had the gym open you like you said since 2020 and throughout your career you trained at a lot of different gyms had a lot of different people that you trained with and coaches that helped you develop your game was there anything in particular that you want to do differently at your gym that maybe you didn't have a chance to experience at other gyms that you trained at
1: for sure man i think like you i think the athletes now is living in a in a gray area now because uh, the internet you know like they assess that they have to information uh i believe that the coach now is way more uh as a mentor you, you have a lot of coaches now that is not just coaches. it's not just people that teach them jiu-jitsu it's people that guiding them through the the the, the career and that's why you have been seeing a lot of people have a way more success so as a young age because they are following the process they are following through and they have someone to tell them what to do and i think it that's something that we didn't have back in the time, you know. And I think it that's something that uh, I have been doing. And uh, it's something that I think is extremely important, you know, to give the athletes the, the, to they see the big picture, because when you are just athlete, you just want to win competition and you don't have too much goals. And it's important to have someone to give you advice and follow you through your path, you know, um, is something that we didn't have back in the time and you do have now. And I think the information they have now, like uh, as you guys, like you guys are doing such an incredible job. I mean, like, you have you always provides such a great platform, but even better now, you know, and uh, be able to study Jiu Jitsu the way how we can do now. You can go online and you, you know, you buy DVDs and study through the mats, and it's something that. Uh, is, is, incredible now, you know, it's something that we didn't have back in the time and now is great. It's something that is going to make the athletes even better. You
0: know? Yeah. Yeah. I love how you talked about being a mentor because obviously you have amazing technique, you have great credentials and competition. So athletes can learn amazing jiu jitsu and technique from you, but being a mentor is like another, another step and another level and another time commitment for you. So can you talk about how much more that adds to your plate? Like being that mentor and playing that mentor role to your athletes?
1: Yes, uh, it's something that, you know, like uh, I have a few people that uh, I look at as some some great coach, some people that uh, have been have a lot of successful, you know, in their career as a coach, as a professor. So, of course, you have a professor uh, Galvão. I have a professor that is is a close friend that you talk very often. Uh, You can see like a professor, Professor Danny here. So I wanna be this type of coach. I wanna be. I don't wanna be a coach just teaching them techniques. Uh, uh, I looking forward to be a, a person that guide them uh, through their jujitsu career. And because I have been working a lot with young athletes, you know, is is way easier because uh, young young athletes usually like they listen to you. You know, like they, they listen. You know, they, it's easier than you know if you if I start to. Uh, Try to guide a guy that's already like maybe 30 years old already developed. you know like young athletes is way easier because they trust you and they they you the process and most of the time if the parents is on board they're gonna follow through you know and it's something that uh, i have been doing a lot i have been developing this a lot with the young athletes and uh, with the alex as well so you have been see alex having a lot of success in her career yeah. and it is is easy to work with her because she's following everything that I tell her to do. You know, like you, you talk, you often talk, you try to align things, you try to set up plans, and you have been seeing her have a lot of success lately uh, because I believe hard work with uh, guiding and following through the process uh, most of the time is gonna result in a great successful career.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you mentioned Alex. You're talking about Alex Enriquez, who just won the World Snow Gi about a month ago, had an incredible performance. Yeah. Why don't you talk about her performance at the World Snow Gi in Vegas? Yeah,
1: Zalek is, man, like Alex, uh, she's a, such a great athlete. Uh, she has a great wrestling background. When she started, uh, she's training with me has been like a three years. And, you know, uh, I believe that she grew a lot. Through these three years, like through like her brown belt career and her black belt career, and uh, I know I knew exactly when I started to, to training her that if he, I be consistent with her and she says if she is, can follow the plan that I had to her, through, she's gonna have great results. And words was approved that she had she had incredible match. She has a very tough match. With adele in the finals like yeah. adele was able to lock it, a, a triangle a tight triangle in her usually when adele lock a triangle you know fights over
0: yes <laughs>
1: and uh i think yeah in the beginning of the fight alec lost a little bit her 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 cool because she scored two points and i was like a, a a little bit the the have put the two points off because to be honest it was a point and then after that she kind of like you know, when you have that, like, five seconds that you, you she froze a little bit, and then Adele was able to capitalize on that. That's what happened in high-level competition, right? If you stop, the person's is going to capitalize on you. And she was able to stay calm, patience, and wake her way out. And she was able to win the match with an incredible performance and uh, show how she's capable, capable of,
0: you know? Yeah, it was an amazing performance. That was her first gold medal at a major tournament. Well, actually, her second gold medal in major tournament. She also won the Pan Nogi. Yeah, so she Yeah, her. She opens. Yeah, her yeah. Se- I believe that was twenty twenty two. So then twenty twenty two Pan Nogi champion, twenty twenty three World Nogi champion, building yeah. up a great resume. So I wanted to talk about another topic you've brought up a couple times. It's just that the internet has changed Jiu Jitsu quite a bit. There's a lot of resources yeah. now to study. There's a lot of instructionals I know you're someone who studies quite a bit yourself. So can you just talk about the internet and how that's kind of changed jiu-jitsu and how it's kind of opened up opportunities for people to get better
1: yeah i, I can see like I, I can see the results by that with myself as i'm a person that i like to study a lot uh i spend at least uh, you know one or two hours of my day studying jiu-jitsu i think it, i like to study maths and i like to study structure as well and i think that when they add it Let's say you know that you're gonna compete in the middle middleweight division. So you have a tons of footage that you can study uh, uh, now to develop a strategy or develop a game try, uh, to try to be your partner. Something that if you're not doing, you should do. you know. Like I think is a very important tool, tools, and uh, I think yeah, more and more you're gonna s- start to see people involve uh, their game be, like way faster than before because the 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 amount of the information they have now is incredible. You know, is 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 there? Is is there? You just need to uh, open your your phone, is you spend time doing something else, and try to study and invest in your career this way. Like you, I think it is is an important tool, and uh, you you definitely should should do it.
0: So you mentioned you like to study matches and instructionals and you probably, I'm sure you come up with game plans for your athletes using that, that material going into tournaments. So can you talk about how you feel like that really helps going into a tournament, just having that game plan and and knowing your division?
1: Yeah, I think it is something that, uh, I'm not gonna lie. I didn't do in my career back in the time. And I think it's something that is extremely important, you know, because when you know, uh, the person that you're going to compete if you, if you know there is like their game and if you can break down uh, what they always do and usually what path they try to go through the fight it's becoming way easier to develop a strategy and with that strategy in mind you're going to feel more confident because if you're training based on what the person is going to do you're going to be confident you're not going to like uh, in the moment that things happens you're going to be prepared off you know way better than all right i know the person do this very very well but one thing is knowing the other thing is feeling you know if you train it based on that you can be actually prepared you know it, it, it needs to be part of the preparation now you know so uh i i feel like uh, uh, jiu-jitsu becoming very professional now you know is a sport that is growing crazy and uh for the athletes that has been doing this type of study and knowing their opponents is going to have a uh, way more uh, chance to succeed.
0: We have a huge tournament coming up in a couple of weeks. The IBJJF Europeans in Paris, France yes. have some amazing competitors signed up. I went through the list and looked up how many black belt world champions we have, and it looks like we have 10 right now Talisman Suarez, Maisa Bastos, Melissa Stricker, Diego Pato, Mayra Malvez, Isaac Doderline, Felipe Andrew, Gabriele Pisania. Tiny Porfirio and Eric Muniz. So I just want to get your take on Europeans, who you're excited to watch either as a competitor or maybe a division that you're excited to watch, but just want to hear your thoughts on the upcoming Europeans.
1: Yeah, Europeans uh, is a, such a nice competition. I, I, I won European uh, twice and something that, Europeans, like is, the energy there is amazing and always, you know, bring the heat up. And uh, I'm so excited to see, uh Andy I think Andy and Mika I just saw yeah. that Mika uh is in the middle of vi- a division and Andy as well. I think he, they probably met in the finals and I can't wait to see them at uh I know that Pato is gonna compete as well as, as a life feather
0: Yeah.
1: Right? Like uh, Pato is an athlete that I love to watch compete as well. Uh Muniz is gonna fight. Eric Muniz is gonna fight. Ah uh, Philippe Andrew the open class division you'll be insane you know uh, you have the girls as well maissa is always you know uh, bringing such a, 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 a technical level for for the competition aspect she she's great uh, so it's gonna be it's gonna be fireworks I can cannot wait to watch yeah, you're gonna be watching for sure.
0: Awesome. And you made a really cool video recently on your social media. You talked about who you felt were the top five male black belts. So I kind of want to do a li- something a little bit different and talk about uh-huh. who your top five male and female athletes that you're excited to watch in IBJJF competition in 2024.
1: Sure. I definitely want to uh, continue watching Tyna. I think Tyna is is very consistently, you know, and... Uh, I know that he has developed new techniques and he's working really, really hard to see, uh, to try to get to the next level. And I'm very excited to watch him compete this 2024. I think the middleweight division this year, the world is going to be insane. You know, like Mika is back. You have Andy Murasaki that is on fire as well. Uh, you have Taina. Uh, I would like to see Nicholas compete awards. I, I hope he, he, he signed up and he he competed awards. I would love to see him and Eric Muniz again. I would like, love to see him and uh, Hugo uh, and Victor Hugo again. I think he, they have a great match. And uh, I hope to 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 see again awards. Uh, what else? So as a federated, The Federal Division is a division that is, is really packing now as well. So you have Isaac, of course. You have the Sodres, the brothers, right? Yep. Yeah, I think if Fabicio Andrew is gonna fight as a featherweight as well, so the light the lightweight division is is super tough as well. Is, you have a new athletes uh, coming up. Uh, yeah, so is is all in, incredible athletes. The girls you have Pesanha of course, like yeah. she's 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 the queen. So you have a Maisa that uh, always bring you great competition level. You have a Fion Davis. I love to watch Fion. I think she will be competing awards as well. So all those athletes is athletes that I'm looking forward to, to, to watch and, and see them in, in action.
0: Yeah, those are some great names. Really hope we get to see them at a lot of IBJJF events in 2024. So, in addition yeah. to the Europeans, we have the Pans, Brasileiros worlds. We're gonna have the Absolute Nogi GP on February 29th. Also, gonna have another edition of the Crown. So, a lot of stuff to look forward to. Any events in particular in 2024 that you're really looking forward to?
1: Yeah, I love the Crown. I think I think you guys did such a, a amazing job. The 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 show was beautiful and the fights, you know, so super. The, the technical level, great. So I love to see the crowd. I was in the GP uh, during the the World Masters and it was a great show as well. Like a uh, amazing production, amazing display of the athletes. Uh, the that week of the World Masters was was insane. I, was, I never saw so many competitors yeah. in my life. A lot of people, a lot of great mats. Uh, we have a Jiu Jitsu show in the same time as a World Masters. You know, you can see the high-level kids compete, you can see the high-level adults compete, and you can see the high-level masters competing, and in addition there, we have the GP. So all those competitions, uh, I ha- we have Brazilian Nationals, I'm looking forward to go to the Brazilian Nationals this year, try to bring in my athletes there to see how it's competing in Brazil. Uh, you have awards, and you know, uh, words is always uh, a special weekend, and I'm looking forward
0: to that. Well, Bruno, thank you so much for your time. Congratulations on all your achievements and competition, all the amazing work you're doing as a coach with Otto Atlanta, and all your awesome athletes. We really appreciate it. Anything else you wanted to say before we wrap up the podcast?
1: Thank you for everything that you guys you know have done and still doing for the Jiu-Jitsu community, and I hope to, 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 to see you guys soon.
0: Awesome. Thank you, Bruno. Thank you, everyone, for watching. We'll see you guys soon. Take care.
1: Thank, thank you, Dan.
0: Thank you for listening to the IBJJF podcast be sure to head over to ibjjf.com for the latest news and events from the International Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Federation. We hope you enjoyed the show.